the boat can leave now. Tell the crew. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and as always, I am joined by the ever-quotable Jay. Out there, they're coming back to life. They're everywhere. They they are everywhere. Everywhere I look, there are people, and it's annoying because they like things. Speaking of liking things, something I really like is the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. I'm always here. He's always here, but you know who's not always here? The motherfucking Don. Don Anelli from the Horror Mafia has come to join us. Don, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Glad to be here and glad to meet, finally talk with all you guys. Yep, Don, is, he does the Horror Mafia podcast, as a lot of you know. He also uh, does a lot of writing. I read a great article on shark movies that I then like berated him for not including more shark attack movies. <laughs> well, then I put part two up. Then he put part two up. And I had to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And uh, Don is here because he's an expert on Italian cinema. So we're bringing him in because we're also covering his favorite movie of all time. And he was like, can I come? And I was like, if you can make the time, we'll have you on. So here he is. So we'll we'll get into more of his stuff here in a second. But first, we got to see what everyone's been doing. Jay, what have you been doing? Uh, you know, shit. Okay, that's, that's, I guess a lot of nothing, fun. Nothing important or fun at all. Fair enough, that's depressing. Kenneth, what have you been doing? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, nothing. Nothing. A whole lot of nothing going around We're this all time. a bunch of boring people. Well, I have been doing something. I knocked a cup of tea into my computer. And we had to push back this recording. And then I bought a new laptop during Black Friday weekend. And now we're recording on it. Oh, and also, my computer does still work. I've got to mess with it to to finalize a few things. But my desktop computer survived a cup full of Milo sweet tea. Hooray! Take that, (laughs) Milo. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, it's really good. I'm really excited about that. Don, what have you been doing the past, like, week or two? Well, for one thing, I've uh, been doing a lot of uh, 2017 watches, trying to get our Horror Mafia Best of 2017 show in order. Um, Beyond that, doing a few articles, doing uh, some writing for a couple of sites around the world, around the web, and uh, not much else. Yeah. Now, Horror Mafia, y'all just did uh, Phantasm, right? Y'all recorded it. Right, it's probably it's going to be dropped by the time you, this this airs. It should be aired by it should have already aired Monday. So, okay, dope, dope. I'm a, I'm excited to. He- I just want to listen and see who bashes Phantasm Five and who doesn't. That's all I want to know. It's well, not going to be spoilers. Do- <laughs> you guys have already heard it by now, but I'm not saying anything for the recording. So, <laughs> oh god, fuck that movie. Anyway, so. <laughs> Now, so Don's doing the Horror Mafia, and he's a big Italian fan. Now, Don also is one of those guys who promotes so much. Uh, almost every day, or at least Monday through Friday, he makes a post calling out, hey, these are the new shows that have dropped today, not only just on our network of Horrorphilia, but other shows too. In fact, I uh, downloaded a, a Test Pattern episode because they did Gojira and Shin Gojira 
And now I'm like, I gotta fucking hear that. So I just want to take a second to go, Don, thanks for doing that, man. You're always on there promoting. Well, I tend to get you on there quite a bit, so maybe I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, you know, I actually there was a while there where like I was almost, I was tagging him. I was yeah. tagging him almost every day for like a week or two. Yeah, like the first tag was like me. It was always me. <laughs> uh, it'll be okay though. So, without further ado, it is time to move in to the birthday bash round 2. But before we get into that, round 1, we had me with Night of the Demons, Kenneth with Psycho 2, and Jay with a Toxic Avenger. And the poll is officially closed. Here are the results. In third place is Jay with the Toxic Avenger from 1984 <laughs> with, fi- with, with uh, five, six, seven votes. Seven votes. I think one of those was me. <laughs> Probably. Let's make fun. Okay. You had Paul Stevenson from Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. You had my uh, buddy Roy, who I know from the from gaming. You had Dan, I suck a lot of dick, Chase from Cut hey. to Chase. Hey, my buddy Chris Angelo chose you. I did the, the sucking this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christian Luciani, uh, Canadian prom night four guy he, from Exploding Heads, he did it. Casey Bates and Eric I'm Sonheimer. I totally fucked up your name. So shout out to them. Uh, Psycho two had 18 19 20 votes and uh that was kenneth kenneth came in second place you had carly from netflix and chill and horror pack you had dave z from exploding head jp shot took your back from 22 shots uh you had some pretty good people back alex edwards bo ransdell uh, Stephen King, Clive Stephen Barker, King. I can't believe they're in the group. <laughs> Bill Casanella, you had a lot of people back you up, Kenneth, but unfortunately, you got busy and I took advantage and I won with 22 votes. Night of the yeah. Demons, which Don voted on, picks. which is why he's on the show. Well, let me tell you this it was a tough call. I had to rewatch those one more time, and frankly, it took me until Linnea Quigley to figure out that Jerry, <laughs> you were right. Really? Really? <laughs> Out of all the reasons... Your movie you should have had more titties. <laughs> Fuck that shit, okay? You know what? Huh? Fuck that, because you know what, Kenneth? You're Fuck. not going to sit here and tell me that more titties don't improve a movie. Because it does. Uh, Dude, when it comes to the Psycho movies, I'm sorry. I can't even say that. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I had some good people backing me. But yes... Round one goes to me with Night of the Demons. So that was pretty dope. So now we go to round two. Well, before we go to round two, okay. I would just like to officially say thank you to all the people that voted for Psycho 2. And all of you people out there that voted for Night of the Demons, y'all can all fucking go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad people voted. I was afraid it was going to be like not a lot of people. So... Well, Thanks we, to everybody, we had even though I lost. It was it was good. I'm pretty stoked. So now we go into round two. Now, Jay, you lost. You lost hard in round one. I did lose hard. But So hard. What are you bringing for round two? I'm coming out with the sonic boom here. I'm not even going to wait for oh, my wow. super bar to fill. I'm going to drop the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, that movie sucks. Why did you bring that Yeah, one? you you don't like it. You don't like it, but that doesn't mean the horror community doesn't like it. 
Okay. Okay, I'll explain your position here. I don't have to explain my position. It's but, fucking Nightmare but, on Elm Street. Go right. listen to the Nightmare on Elm Street episode. That's my position. It sounds like... I remember that show quite a lot. I got uh, you in the fucked position, and then Kenneth backed me up and dropped his rating on the movie because I was right. Nancy needs to learn how to fucking act. She ruined the movie. Don't care. All right, Don... How do you feel? Do you feel he's coming out pretty strong with Nightmare on Elm Street? Since I prefer the Bollywood remake, let's just let that be my thoughts. Wow, you got beat by a movie <laughs> I can't pronounce, but it starts with an M. Holy <laughs> shit, really? <laughs> anyway, so in second place, we've got Kenneth. Kenneth, what are you bringing to the table? You know, I'm I, honestly, I'm... I don't know whether this would be considered a heavy hitter or not. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. This is, uh, but I think I'm gonna come this time with uh, Christine. Oh, I feel like my movie's better than Christine. Uh, (laughs) Stephen King, John Carpenter. I'm gonna pick them over Wes Craven every day. I know. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not trying to get you to vote for me. I'm gonna be honest. I really, when it really comes down to it, I really don't know who. Unless Jerry's got something that's going to put both of us out, I think that it would probably be an even between you and me, Jay, on the level of fans for each one. I, I can agree to that. I would, I would third that, yeah. But okay. I think those two are going to be. I think those are going to be really close. It's going to be a toss-up. Who's going to take it? We'll see. Well, we'll guys, see what Jerry comes I, with. I'm coming. I'm coming with. Wait, Kenneth, you're done, right? The only thing I was going to say is that, you know, so far, me and Jay both got classics. What do you got? I, I, I am bringing a controversial sequel to the table. One that pe- some people love, some people hate. It started a career. It has a, a famous actor in it. I am bringing Halloween Part 4 to the table. I absolutely Ooh. love Ooh. Halloween 4 and I even like Halloween 5 because you know what? Jamie Lloyd is a boss. She's a mini boss. She's a small boss. But I, I fucking love her. I love her. I love part four. It has some great scenes. That scene where uh, uh, Loomis is talking to the preacher driving down the road is that is that that scene right there is is the best scene past Halloween 1 in a Halloween movie to me. You, you... I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, I mean, Halloween 4 was good. I enjoyed it. I really, really liked Halloween 4. But I honestly don't think it can hold a candle to either me or Jay. What? I got Daniel. Because... Dude, Loomis. He is, yeah, but see, he we're is... not talking about, we're not only talking about our personal opinions here. We're also talking about what we think that how fans are going to react. And when it when it comes down to it, you can hate Nightmare on Elm Street, and you know you can mediocre like or absolutely love Christine. And I'm not denying that Halloween Four is a good movie because I enjoy it myself. But I still think that me and Jay wax your ass when it comes down <laughs> to it. I, I don't know about all of that. Uh, mine has a higher body count. 19 bodies include that includes a fucking dog uh a yeah dog. well does michael myers suck johnny depp into a bed and then spew gallons of blood all no, over the ceiling i don't no, think he so he doesn't but he and does I'm sorry, act the whole movie does. with his mouth shut <laughs> you know what the best part of halloween 4 is the little kid who gets the razor blade in his mouth that's part two 
Oh. That is part two. And the best is part it? of Nightmare on Elm Street part is when the, I God the damn TV it. off. I feel I, stupid. I, I'm sorry. When it comes to my movie. Why did I think that was part effects, four? I don't know. Some of the best That's... effects I've ever seen in my life is when the car fucking goddamn heals itself. Okay, that is pretty dope. I'm not. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, especially that's... for the time period. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, no CGI, no CGI. Keep that in mind. No CGI. That's actually a pretty good argument there. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's no CGI in fucking Nightmare on Elm Street either. Hey, yeah, can, but nothing they... in Nightmare on Elm Street that needed to be CGI. Uh, yeah, there is. Her fucking mouth. Oh my word! CGI Shut up. That's clothes. Anyway, okay, guys. I will say, at least when he stretched the wall out, it wasn't CGI. That wasn't CGI. They fucking spun the room around. Like, there was some cool shit effects-wise in that movie. They could have CGI'd the, the claw marks on Tina, though. I'm going to CGI my claw marks on your dick. <laughs> well, why don't you put your teeth okay. down there, too, okay, sweetheart? Hold on, okay, hold on, hold on. Don, how do you feel about Halloween 4? I think it's a really enjoyable one. Um, I do find it a little flawed. I actually prefer six over four, but I, yeah, I really like. Someone four. cut off his mic. You just said Halloween six over four. <laughs> Four's got its merits. I'll give it that. I love the body count. I love the final half where he's slaughtering the town. It's not my favorite of the series, but I definitely enjoy it. All right, so guys. After this episode comes out, a few days later, we will put a poll up, and you will have to vote if you want a Nightmare on Elm Street to win, Christine, yes. or the obvious choice, Halloween so when 4. It, when it really comes down to it, I don't give a shit whether it's me or Jay, just as long as it's not you. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what does that mean? I love when I win. It's great. As long as you don't win, I don't care. If it, Jay wins, that's awesome. When I win, it benefits everyone. No. What do you mean, no? It just benefits Reese because you cut, you get off the show with a huge win boner. Yeah. Happy, that doesn't benefit benefit uh, me at all. Benefit it me. would benefit. What if I recorded what I did with that boner and then sent it to you? I would accept that. Then it would benefit us. Okay. I, you know, if you were going to tell me that that was actually going to happen, I would ensure that you win. <laughs> Kenneth would be out there like bribing people on the street. I'll give you a dollar if you vote. Like P. Diddy. Vote or die, motherfucker. Trust me, I'll make sure it happens, sir. <laughs> well, I guess without further ado, we'll move into the main thing. So, uh, in November, it was Italian Horror Month, as started by the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. And we were going to do zombie as our second piece for November, uh, continuing our Lucci Fulci, Lucio Fulci hard on, but I had to postpone everything. So you're getting it for the first week in December. Cause when it really comes down to it, Jerry just wanted an excuse to buy a new computer. Um, <laughs> Oops, I... spilled my tea. <laughs> okay. First of all, Kenneth was on the phone with me when it happened. And there was no, oops, I spilled my tea. <laughs> I know I flipped the fuck out. Yeah, you did. It was fucking... Oh, man, I thought I was... I thought I was like, oh, my God, this is all done for. I honestly didn't know what to do at that point. I mean, it's just all of a sudden, he was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm like, uh, are you dead? <laughs> I what to do. And then someone he told killing me. you? <laughs> and then he told me, and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to let you go. Call me and let me know how it goes. 
<laughs> it was awful. So yeah. Either it's fine. It's fine. I figured it out. I fixed it by buying a new computer. Uh so zombie is what we're doing. Now, before we get into this, I would like to bring up the fact that Kenneth showed me this movie. I had never seen this movie before. I never I never even heard of it. And he busted out his VHS, which I now own and I have it sitting next to me. It's the Anchor Bay Collector's Edition Video Treasures. I was actually watching it before we got on. And it looks pretty good for a VHS. But he showed me this movie and I was like, holy shit. He showed me this and Cannibal Holocaust. Like within a week of each other. He's a good friend. Right. So that, 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 that was part of the history of Kenneth showing me horror movies that I had never seen. Because Kenneth started showing me some shit that was out there. But Zombie came out in 1979, and it is also known as Zombie 2 to cash in on Dario Argento's cut of Dawn of the Dead, which is called Zombie Dawn of the Dead. But in my research, it is very clear that uh, Lucio Fulci was not trying to be any part of that. The studio pretty much said, we're doing it. He says his movie is called Zombie, period, and he was happy that in America it came out as Zombie. Now... Don, you back me up here. You you've heard this, right? Yes, indeed. Uh 100% I've been trying to rally people around that for years now. Yeah, cuz for a while I was like, "Oh no, I'm calling it Zombie 2 because that's the proper Italian release." And now I'm just like, "No, Jerry, you're you're an asshole. It's Zombie. Fulci wants it to be Zombie. Fulci gets what he wants." Indeed. Unless it's Cat in the Brain, then he gets turned off. Mm, I'd have to rewatch that one. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Cat in the Brain is just stock footage on stock footage on random shit. It has a good idea, but... It just... I know. That's why I want to give it a rewatch, because I haven't seen it in years. But that's no. a discussion for another time. Yeah, that's a crazy movie. So, he put out his movie, 1979. And you know what? It, it's so funny when I think about horror, and I think about 70s horror versus 80s horror. And then between like 78 and 82, you see the turnover. And this is a movie that if you did not tell me it was 1979, I would honestly think it was 1982, 1983. It, it's coming out of that 70s vibe. It has some really good gore, some really good shots. And I would honestly think that this was an, a legit full 80s movie. Um, Kenneth. Do you feel yeah. the same for that? Uh, in parts. There's pieces of it where I feel that way, and then there's pieces of it where I'm just like, I don't know. It's kind of got a little bit of the both eras to it to me. Okay. Like, like when you're in the like when you're in the city, like the New York scenes and stuff like that, it looks like the '70s. Right. It, yeah. It totally does. That's but true. if you, but when you get out to the island and everything, it kind of that's when it kind of you know, kind of rolls over. Yeah. So, and, and me and Kendall were talking about this, how this movie actually, it, where it feels almost like two movies between the New York and then once they get out of New York, but the New York is such a small part, but man, I am glad when they leave New York. Because I just okay. don't, I just don't care. I'm like, get to the fucking island where shit happens. 
Right. I mean, as much as I enjoy the scene of them getting caught on the boat, why is that even there? I mean, I love their natural reactions. That's actually kind of cool, the way they play off each other, being a, how they get caught. But seriously, that doesn't need to be there. They could have just as easily found that off and, you know, that could have been found off screen. And then they say, okay, let's go. We, I found him. He's in the Caribbean. Yeah, or also, like, they could, when she was on the boat earlier with the police, it could have been brought up there. But I will say, I give that scene props for being the most clever... That's a clever way to end a scene. Instead of just having them sneak off the boat, they pretend they're fucking. That, to right. me, is a Kenneth kind of exit. Exactly. <laughs> And especially the way that they they go at they go at each other. I mean, they actually do look like a married couple that just got caught. Yeah, they play that you off know. very well. Yeah. Uh, that... Question for you, gentlemen: Is this movie dubbed? Because sometimes yes. it feels yes. like it's dubbed. Okay. okay, Don, go ahead and explain how the Italians do cinema real quick. You'll okay, get a history so... lesson. Okay, so this started back in the fifties. Um, Italian cinema was basically international they would employ actors from various countries together on their sets. So you would have German, French, Spanish, you know, British, U.S., all together on one place. So because everybody's talking a different language, all of the movies were shot silently. Nobody would, actual, nobody would actually record sound. So everybody would be speaking in their native language, but no sound would be captured. Everything that you... The uh, dialogue tracks were all dubbed, were all post-dubbed in post-production. Huh. That seems like it would be very difficult to be. Yeah, an it actor. seems like a lot of extra steps. Yeah. Well, well no, seems- they say. Well, there was a one of them said that one of the tricks was simply to count off how long the line took to speak. So they would say, "Okay, this line would take me three seconds to speak." So they would count off one, two, three. Or in French, they do un, deux, trois. You know, Spanish, un, deux, trois. Yeah, that's French for three. Wow. You know, menage a trois? Yeah. I'm going to ask Charlene about that to make sure. Just no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they would, they would go, they would go like that where they would, they wouldn't say any words. They'd just be counting off how long their line would take to speak. And then they would just redub everything in post-production. Interesting. Yeah, that's why when you uh, look at, if you ever watch like the documentary on like Troll 2, it'll have, they talk about how the director did not speak English. Most of the crew did not. And they had so many problems communicating. It's just, he's an Italian filmmaker. That's just how they make Italian films. Right. You know, it's just, okay, let's do this. And they'd start rolling and, all right, good, we got it. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, Yeah. sometimes it's weird because sometimes you're like, why does this person's voice completely match? And then this person's voice just (laughs) does not. Yeah, I was very confused. Yeah, it really does not make sense. But now now you know. Where's the G.I. Joe music? Okay, so I do want to say one thing. The opening of this movie I find absolutely amazing. The, The small opening... With the gun, the raising of the body in the sheet, which I gotta say, every time I see one of these bodies in the sheet, I love the way it looks. I just love it. Um, The shot to the head, and then the boat can leave now, tell the crew. 
The only thing I'm slightly confused about is when does this scene take place? Well, they do it in the later on in the movie. This is actually supposed to have been a couple of weeks earlier. This is one of the because they, um, when they're ta- when they arrive on the island, Menard is talking about how her father was actually helping him with the cases, and then they show the full sequence from the beginning. So I would imagine that would have been you know before he got ill. You would imagine the time it takes from the Caribbean to get to New York. Uh, it would have been a couple of weeks earlier. Gotcha. Okay. I was I was a little confused about that, but um, I right, do because... love that opening. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> now let's get into to some things we we love, some things we hate. I want to start now, Jay. Yes, sir. You, you kind of hinted that uh, you might have some issues with this movie. So. I watched it. This is, I watched it. I think I watched it the same year. I did watch it the same year, actually, uh, that me and you started this because me watching it is what caused you to choose City of the Living Dead, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Um, we started the podcast because you didn't like Cannibal Holocaust. And then because you had done Zombie, I was like, well, have you seen City of the Living Dead? So we did that. So. After watching City of the Living Dead and Zombie so close to each other, I'm realizing outside of the violence and gore, uh, if he's the writer, I could be wrong. It, Fulci has an issue with, with plots and story because I found a lot of it to be boring. I, I'll give you that because Fulci a lot of times uh, is not hardcore focused on what the story is going to be as much as he is about the visuals. And that's fair. And the visuals are great. That's it saves the movie. But I, I just yeah. After that, I was like, uh, this isn't as good as I remember it being. Now, I agree. On that, I was gonna say Kenneth is in the same boat. He he told me it's not holding up as well as the last time I remember it. Now, Kenneth, when was the last time you watched this movie before With you. watching it for this? With me? Mm-hmm. On oh, VHS. Shit. That was, like story. A, yeah. <laughs> that was like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Damn. Now, Don, you probably watch this movie like every year, don't you? Indeed. My birthday ritual. Yeah, that's the Matrix for me. I remember hearing about this, that Don I, Don said this on, I think, one of the Horror Mafia uh, podcasts, where he yeah. waits every year to watch it on his birthday. Well, I don't just watch the movie. I watch the DVD because I haven't upgraded to the blue yet. I still have the 25th anniversary Shriek Show DVD, so I watch the DVD. The movie, the commentary, the special features, the interviews. Nice. Oh, dude, you got to get this this Blu-ray, man. I, it's two disc. I know. That's, two of them. I know. I, I just got a Blu-ray player last year, so that's on my list. So uh, We got we to get you that. We need a someone crowdfund this. this well, is... we've got a Patreon, so... There you go. Do the Patreon for Horror Mafia so that Don can... Can there be a tier Don gets? If you, players, just... if, you, if you just need a simple Blu-ray player, they're super cheap. No, no I've just, got, got one. I just oh, okay. got one last year. That's the thing. It took, me until, it took me until last year to do it. Yeah, Don lives in a treehouse. Mm-hmm. And you don't play video games? Somewhere on the West right. Coast. Right, exactly. Um, that hurts my heart. <laughs> So yeah, donate to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Kenneth, 
What issues yeah. did you have this time around with the movie? But overall, I mean, it was just, it was so slow, man. And I mean, you know, besides that, I agree with Jay. The plot was just kind of like, it was just kind of like, I mean, I know it was a zombie movie and the majority of the time, most zombie movies are pretty, pretty, you know, have the same uh, linear aspects of it. But I don't know. It was just, it didn't give me what it originally had given me, you know, the, the, a lot of times movies like this, that come out back then and they're, and they're, and they're very, very, you know, serious and they know what they are and they try to be serious about it. Not trying to make a joke of zombies or whatnot. Usually give me that feeling inside where it's just like, where it kind of gives you the willies, but not, you know, not like, not like uh, last house on the left or something like that, but something different. I can't really explain it, you know, and it didn't give me that this time, this time around, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, well, you know, that uh, the the ice scene was cool, and uh, even you know when the uh, when the conquistador started coming up out of the ground and whatnot, and you get that classic, you know, picture of that one that's on the cover. Even that man, the cover looks better than the actual movie. <laughs> wow! And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, okay. If you know? if I can draw a parallel here. This movie's slowness and plot compared to something like Day of the Dead, which is also kind of slow as far as the plot goes. I was more engaged with Day of the Dead. It's just more coherent. I'm even more, I, I mean, with Dawn of the Dead, I'm even more, you know what I'm saying? Because Dawn of the Dead was really slow. Well, Dawn of the Dead had a slapstick comedy thrown in the middle of it. Well, but still, <laughs> I mean... Even at that, I mean, it's just like Dawn of the Dead was kind of slow. Night of the Living Dead was slow. But at the same time, I, I agree with Jay. I was more engaged in the characters and what was going on in those movies than in this. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, Don, I know it's your favorite movie, but do you have any issues with the movie that you would like to just get off your chest right now? Yeah, I'm not a fan of how long it takes them to get to the island. I I do agree the pacing is not the best, but I still find that it's that it's atmospheric to a point that I can still be invested in. But yeah, I do wish that it would have been a little more coherent, not coherent, but a little expedited in a sense. Okay. I do think, yeah, the pacing isn't the best. It's not typically one that I would go for. Because I like them a little quicker paced, but I still find the atmosphere better or good enough to remain engaged in it. Yeah, it's one of those movies where, while I won't say it's like just super slow, at the point where I go, oh my god, just move on. Usually by the time I say that, they actually do move on, so it works right. out. Yeah, that's usually right how I am. It's like, ugh, do something. And then as soon as I finish, it's like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, I, and I agree, the pacing is an issue. And I kind of, if I'm watching a Lucio Fulci movie, I honestly expect the story to be bare bones anyway. Right. So I, I, that doesn't super bother me because I'm there for the visuals. So I would be okay with a bare bones story, but this doesn't feel like a bare bones story. It, like, if it was just 
uh, like what's a what's a good example? Like ultra ultraviolet. Like like whether or not you like the movie, that movie is the plot only exists to string together the action sequences, and so yeah. it's very thin plot wise. This one has a plot. It's just not very my well problem, constructed, in my opinion. And right. my problem is, is the mystery that they present to you. They never solve. They never. They they barely explain. You don't know if it's voodoo, if it's. If it's uh, Scooby-Doo, you don't know anything. And you're just sitting there the entire time waiting for that to be resolved. And it doesn't. We hear about the, the natives doing voodoo, but you never see any of it. You see like, right. like two living natives. The guy who's protecting the house and the guy who works with them at the church barn. Any of y'all know what the first zombie movie was that presented... Uh, the effects of of becoming a zombie, a virus. So I, I, oh, sorry. As the ahead. cause of a virus. Yeah. Probably Nightmare City. What year did that come out? Year after, nineteen eighty. Okay. Yeah. Because um, it kind of presents itself in this kind of, but they they really so, go into whether they don't know whether it's voodoo or not. Yeah. It well, presents that's... itself in this. Well, yeah, so my understanding, and I could be wrong, you guys know way more than I do. I'm just here to be the stupid guy that doesn't know anything. But my understanding is there's essentially two types of zombies. There's the voodoo zombie, which are living people who are then controlled through spells and witchcraft. AKA uh, and then there's, there's yeah, and then there's uh, rise from the grave zombies, regardless of whether or not it's a virus or unexplained or whatever the cause is. It's You're dead coming the- back to life. Right, the and Night if, of the Living Dead stuff, right? Right, and if that's the case, Night of the Living Dead would be the first movie. Yeah, but Night. Night yeah, never- but I'm talking about I'm talking about specifically the cause, like whatever the whatever causes the corpse to rise, or whatever causes you know, like the voodoo zombies and whatnot, the uh, the Haitian zombies. Those uh, are you're right, are separate from the corpse of zombies. But what causes the corpse to animate itself? Like in Night of the Living Dead or any of Romero's movies, it's never explained exactly what it was. Yeah, that's why I don't really consider them to be viral, uh, viral zombie films. I think more of the ploy with this one is it's not what causes them. It's the fact that they're out. I think that's really more what Fulci's getting at. Yeah, because that's all visual and he he doesn't write an answer. Right, it's yeah, not. I was just curious about it. Yeah, I would think the closest one would be Nightmare City because that's the first one that says it's the radi- it's a radiation outbreak. It's the... a nuclear radiation. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that would be my guess because up until this one, everything was voodoo. So white zombie, I walked with a zombie, um, plague of the zombies, and I think. Right. Yeah, I think there's one more. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter what that last yeah, one there's, is. Yeah, there's one more that's right around. Oh, um, it's a Mexican film called uh, Invasion of the Dead. Wow. Yeah, that's I, enough. I'll check those out. That's but yeah, I-, I mean, but yeah, I was just curious about this because it's like, yeah. you know, like I said, in the in zombie, it, it, it kind of hints. Because you got you you got your doctor who's trying to find a cure for it, but then the reason why he can't find a cure for it is because of the voodoo stuff and and all the rest right, of that. This, so. Right, it's a supernatural outbreak, right? 
Right, and so that's the reason why I was curious, because at first, when I was sitting here thinking to myself, I was just like, I wonder if this was the first zombie movie that hinted at the fact of it being a viral thing. But, go ahead, dear. Here's my question, though. Do these zombies breathe or not? I would imagine not, because they can't. No, but you don't hear think them, any zombies breathe. But you hear them multiple times breathing in this movie. Heavily. Well, you that's just bad breath- editing. No, it's their, it's their point of view. Like, when uh, Miss Manier dies, the, the doctor's wife, the zombie that's watching is heavily breathing the entire time. But then you got the zombie who's underwater. He's not breathing. Right. That... I would imagine, I wouldn't say that it, they would have to breathe because you're dead anyway. So that's my point is, is yeah. this brings up Fulci's love for visuals and atmosphere way more than caring about things making sense. Well, maybe right. you know it maybe her being in the shower just got that zombie going, you know. It could I mean, be there's you know, a few other instances. Well, you realize he did get a lot more active after watching it, so maybe you never know. <laughs> and then you know, think about the phallic symbolism to the thing going into her eye. Oh, we'll get into that here in a moment, because um, <laughs> we got to break down the three scenes of this movie that everyone knows. But before we get into that, I got another issue. Besides the zombie breathing, um, there's no fucking way. That tiny-ass tiger shark hit that boat hard enough to fuck up anything. Hard enough to even fucking do much of a movement, especially when we sit there and watch it lazily swim around. Which I know it was lazy because they had to drug it and all that shit. But still, no. Fuck it. Like, I'm a shark fan. This is... No. It did not happen that way. That is lazy writing so that they're stuck on the island. I honestly didn't like that scene at all. The the shark versus the zombie. I would have yeah. I'm I would have been more happy with them just being out of gas. Yeah, I would have. I, I mean, I would have been happier with them being out of gas is the reason why they're stuck. Yeah, the I mean, especially because the shark's not even longer than the boat. Yeah, exactly. It's such a yeah. small kind of shark. It's not. Cr- it always bothered me. But we'll, so since we're on it. This movie is famous for three things. Zombie versus shark. Uh, the eye scene. And the bad worm placement zombie who's on the front cover. Those <laughs> are the three things this thing's going for. So we're going to round Robin real quick and go through these three scenes and kind of see where everyone goes. So, Jay, how do you feel about the zombie versus shark scene? I thought it was silly um i thought it was like the way it was filmed was cool but i thought like plot wise and movie wise it was it was just silly fair enough kenneth where are you at i'm about the same man i mean it was cool you know having that naked chick in the water but uh i I think and the zombie being in the water was cool but i think the whole the zombie attacking the shark could have been left out i really didn't care for it um, I agree with Jay. I thought it was silly, and at the same time, you know, I really didn't. I, I really didn't care for the the treatment of the animal either. Uh, okay, well, it... keep in mind it was actually the zombie. The guy playing the zombie was the professional shark handler because the actor got sick and couldn't show. So that's either actually way. a professional shark handler dealing with him. 
Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know. I, even leaving that, even leaving the way I feel about that out, man, I really still overall just didn't care for the scene. I thought it was kind of lame. Okay. <laughs> Don, how do you feel? It's my least favorite of the big three, but I still really like it. Initially, I was overwhelmed by just, holy shit, what the fuck did I just watch? You know, it just, you know, you, you hear about it, but then you actually get to see it, and the inventiveness kind of overwhelms you, you know, thinking, oh, my God, they actually did do it. And it's not just, you know, like a two or three second scene. It's like, you know, nearly a minute. It's kind of come down because I know what's going on. It doesn't have like a big rewatch value. You know, you know what you know what happens. You know, shark swar- swarms in, grabs a the zombie grabs a bite. The shark turns around, and rips his arm off. It's like, all right, okay, cool. But yeah, I did love it when I first saw it. Now it's a little on the, eh. Okay. So. Yeah, it's my least favorite of the big three, but... Wow. Okay, so when I first saw this scene, I was blown away. Right, I'm yeah. I'm a that's... huge shark fan. I I was like, when Kenneth told me there was a zombie fighting a shark in this movie, I was sold. I was like, this movie can do no wrong. Play it. And rewatching this time, you know what? I'm the opposite of all y'all. I still love this fucking scene. I you love like the... sharks. I, I do love sharks. I love the music. I love um when the zombies like kind of Eddie Guerrero style from Tekken dancing backwards in the water from the sharks. Yeah, that's the one that's the one issue for me, oddly, that I caught this time that I never did before. Why does he back up? A zombie wouldn't have known, you know, he just senses a meal. He would have actually gone after it, not swam backwards away from it. Well, here's the other thing. In this movie, these zombies seem to have a bit more intelligence than your normal zombies. Right, but it's still, you know, he still sees a meal in front of him. He's I'm still pretty looking... sure that's just bad writing. Or yeah. or uh, more of a situational thing where the guy being an actual human and not a zombie was reacting the way a human would when dealing with right, the shark. Yeah. Right, because a zombie wouldn't have mattered. He would have just sensed, ooh, meal. Fair you enough, know. but I, I still I, I love it. I love the shark biting the arm off. Yeah, I, that... I I still love this whole scene. It looks so fucking good. And the only thing that kind of makes me mad is there's no ending to it. There's no real like ending to what happened. It's just shark bites the arm off and, and we're done. Let's go back up to the boat and see this pair of titties for the last time. Well, you know what happens later on? He ends up eating the sh- the shark, ar- the zombie arm, and he flies, stays around the Bahamas eating a Brody family later on. Hey, <laughs> my favorite Christmas movie, <laughs> Jaws for the Revenge. Okay, so let's move into the second scene, the eye gouge scene. Uh, Kenneth, I'm gonna throw it to you for this one. Um, to me, I, I honestly think, uh, you know. To coin the phrase, the big three. I honestly, this is my favorite. This one, I mean, to me, it looks the best. You know, the biggest thing that I dislike about it is I just don't. I think if I were in that situation, I'd be fighting a whole hell of a lot harder than that chick was fighting. Yeah, but, she's kind of whiny though. She, uh, she. Yeah, but dude, she's sitting there. I mean, she's not jerking her head back and forth really. She's not doing anything. I mean, she's it, straining it's just, her eye really, really well. 
Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like at some point in time, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to die anyway. So let me throw my hand up there and try to bust through this stick or some shit like that. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. So I think, you know, I think that broad was just stupid. But when it really comes down to it, as for special effects, I think that was probably one of the one of the best scenes ever. It it looked amazing. It looked so good. I mean, just seeing it squished through was just it was fantastic to me that was probably that's that's something that even though this time around i really you know the movie itself was just kind of a letdown in comparison to my memories that scene was still as great as i remember it being fair enough uh don how, how do you feel about this scene my number one favorite movie scene of all time uh i love this thing this is awesome damn you don't have to say much more than it's your favorite scene of all time Jay, where are you at? Uh, it's easily the best part about this movie. Uh, the effects were great. I think to uh, to kind of play devil's advocate to what Kenneth was talking about, again, her not acting how most of us would probably act in that situation is probably due to situational. And since it's practical effects and the shot has to be shot a certain way so that it's not like crazy obvious and they don't fuck up the special effects, that that's probably why there wasn't a whole lot of struggling but well, just, other- it, it's so intense as they're, you know, slowly drawing her face towards it. You're like, oh, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. And then, bam, like right through the fucking face. And she's like, ah, yeah. Well, to somewhat explain the sluggishness, there is a slight reason. You could say that she could have been drugged from her sleeping pill because she does take that the second she gets out of the shower. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it would have reacted that Yeah, fast. I'm just saying as that could have been a potential... And adrenaline probably would have kicked in and overrid it, to be honest. Right. But we I'm don't, saying... but that's a good point. We don't know. Right, I'm just saying that could have been a, you know, in storyline reasoning why. Not necessarily a definitive, you know, explanation, but at least just, you know, an explanation. Yeah, I've always assumed that it's one of those situations where... It's happening to her and not us. So from the outside looking in, we're like, yeah, grab the fucking splinter and break it off. Don't fuck and then stab it into the zombie's hand. Don't just fucking sit there and let it drag you in. But at the same time, she's probably freaking out like when I dumped tea into my computer and all I could do was uh, yell, oh my God, fucking 20 times in a row. <laughs> like, right. You know, the 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 door breaks so she finally gets to see what it is for the first time you know the shock of seeing what's actually pulling her to what's actually pulling her towards it you know very well could have been just you know shock yeah so i mean i i definitely see where kenneth is going from and jay does have a point it's practical effects it probably had to be filled that way and you can honestly write it off pretty easily by saying Don's excuse of the sleeping pill or my excuse of the being in shock, basically. So, but I will say definitely, definitely one of the greatest scenes in all horror movie history. It is, I I can't think of any eye scene that beats that one. It is so tense and the way it draws you in with the camera angles as, as the zombie draws her head in. Oh, man. Fucking Magnifico or whatever Italians say. Mm-hmm. Eh, close enough. I'll allow yeah. an Alabama accent. Damn. Okay. So in the last scene is 
It's not that the scene's amazing. It's just that be, it was, this zombie is used for the the poster, the cover. Everyone knows this zombie. This guy who even played this zombie goes around to conventions. And all he did was play this one zombie. Hey, man. Whatever you can do. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... But yeah, but yeah, so I will say the zombie does look good. I like these dirty zombies. Um, I like these dirt and dusty zombies. His teeth are a little weird, but, you know, I don't know what a conquistador did to their teeth. But the the big joke that comes up a lot with this is the, uh, the worms in the eye. So the question I want to ask you guys is... Do you think it's bad word worm placement or not? Don, I'm throwing it to you first. Bad worm placement or not? Not in the slightest. I love that look. Not in the slightest. It, yeah, it just it just adds to the freakiness because you're not ex, you're not supposed to see somebody of that age around walking and walking in this day in today's day and age. It just adds to what I lo- what I affectionately term dead for centuries. That's kind of where you were going with the dirty, dusty-looking zombies. I call that dead for centuries. Fair so, enough. So, yeah, I put I place that firmly in that camp, and I utterly love the look. Okay, so uh, Jay, bad worm yes. placement or not? No, it was like sometimes movie scenes are just so cool, and even individual shots are just so cool that any other uh logic or anything else doesn't make any difference because the shot is just that cool. Okay, Kenneth. Uh, you know, I got when I when I watch through it again, you know, I think I think the cover of the movie looks a lot better than the zombie does in the actual in the movie. You know, the worm placement, I mean, you know, it's worms in the eyes. I mean, that's cool. It's always going to be cool. It was cool when they did it to Jason. You know, that's that's always going to be cool, but I mean, it's just like I, I don't know. I just wasn't I wasn't happy with it. And then on top of that, you know, I, for me, it's a little more difficult for me not to look at things with any kind of logic. You know, like Jay said, I mean, he likes it, looks cool. He doesn't think about it with logic. I do. And I thought to myself, well, if these cats were just buried in the ground with no kind of box or anything around them, and probably the box wouldn't have mattered anyway. Damn, for three hundred, four hundred years, at this point, they wouldn't be nothing but skeletons. That's a valid point, and I guess that's one thing with zombies you always have to kind of just write off and just. I mean like, that eh, that kind of goes that. like to that kind of goes like that thing in uh, in uh, Return of the Living Dead in the first one, you know, when the Do You Want a Party thing comes and it's mm-hmm. nothing but a skeleton with eyes, you know, and they, and and people have made fun of it for the same thing. As a matter of fact, I think they did on the skeleton crew where they were just like, uh, "How can this thing move with no muscles?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but at and least, that whole thing. So at least with this one, we can go voodoo magic. In Return of the Living Dead, it's a uh, trioxin. It's a chemical that does it. Right, but I mean, you know, other than that, I mean, it's still a cool scene. You know, um, I mean, I like the fact that they kind of threw in the coming up out of the ground in it, so you've got both aspects in this movie. So I like that, but I mean, you know, it's it's my second, you know favorite of, of, of the three because I really didn't I really didn't care for the shark scene so you know these two you know it's cool okay fair enough um I've never really got the bad word 
word worm placement thing. I'm like, I mean, what's wrong with some worms hiding out in uh, in an eyeball? I mean, if you're gonna get out of the body, you know, that's a good uh, that's a good entrance and exit to do to go for the eyeball. So I've never really understood that. Um, well, the other the other thing clear. too is the other thing too is that the eyeball would have nutrients inside it. Uh, it's like easy access to nutrients because you would have all the different elements of the eyeball itself, you know, whereas all the other inner organs, they would be inside the body. The eyeball is, um, you know, like it would well, be like on the outside. That's great for 300 years ago. Not really now. I assume that there's a, uh, a worm nightclub inside the skull where they all hang out and uh, <laughs> do coke and bang other worm hookers. And the entrance just happens to be at the eyeball, and that what we're seeing is the is the waiting line to get in. You know, ironically, you know how I always, uh, and I'll say this, I've said it before, how I watch the movies. Yeah. 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 He that that zombie with the worms in the eye just tore the girl's throat out. You know, and I like I like the one thing I want to bring up with these zombies in this movie. Have you noticed the zombies always go for the throat? They're I think like of, vampire zombies. The one thing I will say that I like about these zombies is the, and I don't know if he's, any of y'all have ever noticed it. Don probably has because it's been times as you watched it. But the cool thing about it is, is you never see them with their eyes open. They always walk around with their eyes shut, and their right. eyes are and their eyes are painted over black. I was right. I was going to bring that up that that is on purpose. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that. So. Uh, and I, and I love, uh, when they kill the zombie with the cross, they use that big wooden cross to bash his skull in. Mm-hmm. I, f- I fucking love that scene. And I love the scene where they, when they find, when they go up to the house and the wife who just got splintered in the eye is get eaten by all these fucking zombies right there. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, like me and Jay said to begin with, I mean, this movie's riddled with great special effects. Yes. Look. You know, I just remembered another scene I fucking hate, though. When Susan flips out about the drums and she's like, oh, my God, I hate it. Make it stop. I'm like, bitch, wait, it's just fucking drums. It's not like it's not like it's Justin Bieber. Calm the fuck down. Right. I hate that guy. Like, Jesus Christ. She's <laughs> acting like Toby Keith just got fucking started. And I want to talk about me. You want to talk about it? If you're I talking, that guy I, can, I can understand being like, turn it the fuck off. I can't deal with it. But you're you're bitching about drums when this other when Peter, is, Peter West is got like a huge gash in his fucking ankle. That always yeah. bothers me. I hate when, when like in movies where they play it where the woman freaks out. And she's like, I can't stand it. Make it stop. I fucking hate those scenes with a passion. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, come on. Um. Okay. Come, so all right. Come on. What? Yeah, <laughs> her titties. Um, so now there, this series had a bunch of sequels, and I I think only one of them was actually officially a sequel. Right, Don? Is Zombie Three exactly. the only one? Right, Zombie Three is the only official sequel. Although uh, detailing all of the exploits would probably take as long as we've covered to as long as we covered on the show proper. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, in England, for example, the film was called Zombie Creeping Flesh. I thought it was Zombie Flesh Eaters. E- either or, I think, actually. Um, zombie Creeping Flesh or Zombie Flesh Eaters. I, 
I know it had one of the titles, but um, the film Burial Ground was called Part Two, and then um, Fulci's, and then the later film, The Beyond, was titled Part Three. Oh Jesus! Yeah, so I've got um, I've got Zombie Three, Four, and Five on DVD. Yeah, same here. Um, which we've got Zombie Four is After Death, Zombie Five is Killing Birds. Right. I want to say, did, Zombie Three didn't have a subtitle, did it? No, that's why it's 3. that's why it's considered the official the official one. Yeah. Because interestingly, if you look at it, Zombie Three has a release date of 1988. Zombie Four After Death has a release type release year of 1987. And that Killing Birds, sense. Killing Birds has a release date of 1989, and the reason why is because each of those movies was cons- was released standalone as sep- as just regular zombie movies. When they were released in America, they were just retitled into being part of the franchise. Yeah, and honestly, Zombie Three is the only one worth watching. I don't I don't like the other ones. After zombie Death Three's has fun. After Death has its moments, but I'm not. A, I'm. A, it's probably. It's not one of the best, but I I like it. It has a, I like it. It has its moments. Fair enough. So, I'm a, at this point. I gotta ask: Is there anything else about this movie that that you just we haven't covered, and you really want to bring it up? I, I'm gonna start with you, Don. The apocalypse at the ends. I don't care how much money you have. Make it an apocalyptic ending. Show the zombies on the empty bridge. Yeah, they didn't have that kind of money, so the cars were just kind of uh, driving around all normal. No one's worried. No one's flipping out. Were right. they all still on the island, though? Or am I missing something? What no. Uh, they hear over the radio that zombies have t- are starting to take over New York, and then oh, it comes to that gotcha. scene of all the zombies just walking over the bridge. If you're going to do that, at least do it over one of the lanes where it's actually you can see the cars fleeing away from them. I would have, you know, even if you're only using one lane, you know, with camera angles, you can show that everybody's just fleeing the city as the zombies are marching in. Yeah. Well, they also didn't have permission to do the that either. Yeah. So they, they, but they I'm saying is that, that scene. with camera angles, you probably could have shown them that, you know, they're walking on the bridge where everybody underneath them is fleeing away from them. Everybody in their cars is like driving on the is following them on this going the same way. So it's like everybody's trying to get away from them. Fair enough. You could have done that with camera angles. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're right. They could have done it a little bit better, but I've always given a pass on that. Cause I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's not an issue that I'm going to, you know, strike the movie down for, but it's, you know, ugh. fair enough. A- anything else you got on it? Or is it the, that ending just a little, little, no, um, for you? the other thing I do like is I love the siege on the hospital. One of the best, one of my favorite scenes is, you know, everybody just standing around shooting zombies left, right, and center, blowing them up. My my only problem with that scene is uh, at one point, Brian tells Anne to go get more Molotov cocktails, but a zombie shows up. And then they never, exp- they never show her actually going and getting any or going past that zombie. They take care of that zombie and then they just don't worry about it. But they've got Molotov cocktails for years. 
yeah even though they never really show her get it. and I, and you could honestly go oh well you know after they kill the zombie she went and go get it but they never show it and they don't do it and they just never really seem to run out they just kind of keep going and that really stuck out to me this time and it made me go what the fuck guys mm. i mean there is a sense of you know them as soon as they shoot him they do go back and they do start blasting zombies so it could have been during that section of the film yeah yeah i mean you know it's not just all of a sudden you know okay blam we're gonna shoot this guy and now all of a sudden you know two seconds later they're throwing stuff at him so that's true all right well fair enough all right jay yes what, sir what do you what, you do you have anything else you want to say <laughs> about zombie uh, I think people should watch it if they haven't. Like, don't let uh, don't let our critiques stir you away from watching it because there's still lots of good to be had and lots of fun to be had. Um, but yeah, like, like I've I've covered all my bases and how I feel about it. Fair enough, Kenneth. You know, I think the the only thing I think is that the siege ran a little too long for me. Other than that, I really I've I pretty much said every other issue that I got with the movie. Okay, fair enough. I've got a problem with the guy who, who on the island is driving Anne and Peter. How the fuck are boats hard to come by in a place like this? It's a fucking island. That makes no fun. And then he literally takes them to a fucking port that's got like fucking 10, 15 boats. You lying motherfucker. <laughs> I just have an issue with it. I'm like, you motherfucker. And I also like the the boat they get on is called the Guadalupe One, which uh, you can now get at Taco Bell. Delicious. <laughs> with some Baja Blast. Yeah. Yeah, no, I caught that too. Some real yeah, tacos. I, when they said Guadalupe One, I was like, what the fuck did you just say? So, yeah, this is a movie you definitely watch for... The atmosphere in the visuals and the gore, because the storyline is really lacking. This this doctor is here, and he's supposed to be trying to find cures, and then he's like denying voodoo and not doing that investigation. But all I've really seen him do is is slap his wife. I haven't really seen him do much of anything else. I think he might be banging that nurse, but I can't prove it. Um, <laughs> I do love a lot of. Like I said, the body's wrapped in sheets when they get shot. I love it. The music for this fucking movie is fantastic. I absolutely just love the music for this. And it's been sampled a lot in music. Uh, we played Necro on the last show. He has sampled this tune also. It is It is just... Is it the same song from City of the Dead? City yes. Of the Dead. No. Yes, uh, it is. Is it? I thought it was a little At the different. end. No, at the end, it's the same one when they're in the underground catacombs. When oh, they fight, shit. when they go into the catacombs, yeah, and they see the zombies on all the different levels coming out of the tombs, oh, yeah, all the tunnels. Right. Well, that's the, that's the the zombie theme. He reused it from this one. This is the OG. Right. I'm just saying. No, yeah, but yeah, he is right. That is reused in in the City of the Living Dead. Yeah. Now, I and I also want to say for this movie, I think they should, uh, they could have. Like, had Don has a problem with them showing the New York scene, they really could have left that out. They could have just done it ending on the boat with them looking at each other, hearing that New York has taken over. And it could have that would have been there. way better. Kind of like how the ending of the uh, of Japanese Pulse is, where there's on the boat and there's like 
I guess we're gonna fucking sail. Like, just ending on that, like, scene would have been way more effective and, to me, way, way more depressing. Yeah, especially true because you do hear him banging away in the the cabin below. You hear him on the door. It's like, oh, my God, sooner or later he is going to get out. Now what? Yeah. I, now, I do see your point there, yeah. Yeah. Now, Don, uh, the, the first, like, zombie zombie we see in this movie uh, on the on the boat – that comes into the harbor, which I got to say, I actually really like those shots of the boat and there's no noise. Well, there's no sound. There's no music. It's all just the sound of the boat. I really actually like that. But Don, now, did you know Joey Afonte before he played the zombie on the boat or after? <laughs> no, that was kind of why I wanted him on the show was because of that. Okay, I, I was just curious. Yeah, like, having him on the show was... That was one of the reasons why, because he was one of the guest stars in my favorite movie, so that's why we brought him on. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry, I've been holding that joke this entire time. Because as soon as I saw it, I was like, hey, it's Joey. <laughs> Fucking meet a balls or whatever y'all say. I can't speak Italian. I'm not very good at it. Mostly because, like, the only Italian food I eat is manicotti. Mmm, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I love manicotti. Some Alfredo manicotti. That's where it's at. So, we uh we kind of stopped rating movies on this show just because who gives a fuck about our ratings? Watch it's either you know a, what else watch you know what else we did you know what, what else we did like once or twice and then never again. What discussed who in the cast we wanted to kill? Oh, dude, I want to fucking <laughs> kill Susan when she starts screaming about banging on the. I'm just, uh, the I just drums. think it's funny. We did it like we did it like two or three shows in a row, and then never ever again. Oh, that's true. Oh, <laughs> oh and sequel, uh, a prequel or sequel? Would you rather see? Okay, here we go. Would you rather see a prequel that goes more into the natives doing voodoo because of something that doctor did? Or would you rather see a sequel of them arriving back in New York on the boat and seeing what's happening there? Or not even going, but them, what they do on the boat after that. After they find out about New York. Jay, we'll start with you. Which would you rather have? I don't know if I want either of those, to be honest well, with you. Well, you have to fucking choose. Gun to your head. Uh, then I guess I'm picking... Uh, sequel because I'd rather have more zombie violence than less zombie okay. violence. You got tricked. The sequel is actually uh, the just the first like hour of open water. Anyway, oh, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> open water is so terrible. <laughs> Kenneth, sequel or prequel? Which one are you going for? I think I'd rather go Zombie Patient Zero. Okay, the prequel. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, Don, which one would you rather have? Since you could almost argue that the prequel would be the film I Walked with a Zombie from 1943, I'm going with the sequel just because that movie is such crap. Wow, damn. I want to see the prequel, honestly. I think it would be more of a, like, little low-key horror, more of a drama. But I feel like we could really get into, like, this guy coming into this island and doing all this stuff and maybe doing something to piss off the natives. You know, talking down to him, condescending about voodoo or something. Well, that's why you should watch I Walked with a Zombie. That's pretty much what it is, actually. Wow, so you guys funny. keep saying I Walked with a Zombie, and that's one of my favorite songs from my favorite artists, and now I, the I course is just repeating in my head. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Okay, so, and then last, 
but not least, um, we're going to find... Who in this cast would you want to kill? Don, let's start with you. Who would you just fucking murder in this cast? Uh, every time, every time, it's got to be Susan. I fucking knew it. I'm a Susan killer also. Kenneth, where yeah. you at? Same. Susan, all right. Jay, Susan? She's got to go. She's got... Bitch, got to go. She showed us her, her titties. I appreciate that. The ass looked pretty good, too. I enjoyed no. the underwater scenes, but it's no underwater creature from the Black Lagoon kind of artwork here. You know what I'm saying? And her screaming about the drums just annoys the shit out of me. She's got to go. I'm glad she did go, but Peace nonetheless. Out. Deuces. Yeah, I fucking, I fucking hate her. So I think that's it. We're, we're, I think we're all saying go watch Zombie. If you've never watched Lucio Fulci's Zombie, it is one you got to watch. It's available right now on Shudder. There are DVD copies out there. There's VHS copies out there. There's a wonderful Blu-ray copy out there. For sure, go check this movie out. And uh, before we get out of here, Don, plug yourself. Tell them where they can find you. All right. Well, uh, you can I'm find me. I'm just kidding. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you're from. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Um, you can find me on uh, Horror Mafia right here on uh, Horrorphilium. Uh, we have a group page. Come on and join us and uh, follow us on uh, Twitter if we ever get around to updating it. Yeah, I don't ever do anything with our Twitter either. Mostly because I tried right? to log in once and it wouldn't let me log in, and I was like, "Fuck it." Yeah, I think we have to. Re- I think we have to actually re- reapply for it. Actually, I don't know. I think we. I think we put on one or two episodes and then we forgot about it. Yeah. So. That, that's it for this episode of Kill the Cast. Just a kind of nice, small thing for you. But before we get out of here, the ending song is going to be picked by Kenneth. And he has picked Laid to Rest by a... Uh, lamb of God. A, a lamb that is owned by Jesus. <laughs> Jesus' uh, pet lamb, lamb everybody. <laughs> yeah. Lamb, lamb of God is the song. Now, Kenneth, you originally knew why you picked it. Then you forgot... How, where are you at right now? Still no fucking clue? Because it's fucking metal. Yeah, that's about it, man. I mean, it's Lamb of God. You know, for people out there, either you love them or you hate them. And, I love know, Lamb if, of God. And if you hate them, fuck you. I, don't I got to, them. I I got to see them live, them. and they opened for Slipknot. I've seen them live like six or seven times. And Shadows Fall was there. Shadows Fall, Lamb of God, and Slipknot. I do like Shadows Fall. Really? I do. They got a song or two I like. That kind of took me by surprise just now. Well, there's a couple of songs I like. I wouldn't say, like, they're kind of like Kill Switch Engage. There's a few songs I know. I love Kill Switch. But I'm really never going to listen to it because that's just not my thing. I know all three of you are more. Which is so funny because what you listen to is so close to, like, they're like neighbors. Yeah, they really are. But it's just, it's just not there. Well, at least you're a big fan of Bullet for My Valentine. I know you have that tattoo. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, fuck, what's that song by them? Uh, ah, uh, you can't tell a joke because you can't remember the songs from the band God you don't damn like. It. I was going to joke on myself, too. Uh, uh, four letters or, or I hope you cho- What the fuck do they say? I'm gonna, four words I'm to gonna, choke upon is probably what you're thinking. Four words to choke of. upon. I remember when I heard that song and I was just like, get the fuck out of here with this title. Uh, to be fair, I do like them, <laughs> but I figured you didn't at all. 
Uh, no, eh, they're okay. They're not. And uh, so I wanted they're to keep a little, about uh, it. They're a little uh, cliche and clean for me. There's no rawness. I like my, you know me, I like my rawness. I like it. I, I need that punk. Yeah. If it no, I totally punk get it. I get bored. But I get it. That's it for us. When the polls come out, please go vote for my movie. Don't vote for these fucks. They're fucking wrong. That's all you need to know. You can check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash kill the cast. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook slash group slash kill the cast. You can find us uh, in multiple places. We also have a Patreon. If you would like to make us watch some shit, make us watch some shit. And what, what else do we do? Do we do anything else? Whoa, December's uh, coming. Yeah. Our December show. So once again, we are doing Halloween sitcoms for yeah. Christmas. I'm so and, excited um, this time. Yeah, we're, we're still picking out the episodes, but that will be the next episode, and it will drop somewhere very close to Christmas. Well, we're, we've got the shows at least, right? We can tell them the shows. Uh, well, we don't have it fully picked out, but uh, it looks Aww, like we're going we with... Uh, Jay has picked out a Family Matters episode. Hmm. That looks pretty good. Um, And then I think actually, Don, were you the one that actually picked out our, our tool time episode? Home Improvement? Home Improvement. Yeah. I think that was one, that was my choice. I have, I always, I love that particular episode that I picked. So yeah, we're doing, we're doing that Home Improvement episode. And then uh, of course we're bringing it back. We got to do Roseanne again. Roseanne is known for the Halloween episodes. I got to get with Kenneth so he can recommend me the next one we should do because Kenneth's more of an expert in that area. We can't do any married with children because I do a married with children show and there's no reason for me to do it on kill the cash. You can wait until I get to those fucking points. So with that, get ready, get excited for that. It's Halloween and Christmas and we're not doing movies. We're doing sitcoms because we like to just be a tad bit different here on kill the cash. And Thank presents will have live present. Oh, opening and on like the Christmas last episode. year, last year we will be doing live Christmas presents. Um, as long as nothing goes wrong, I think Jay's locked in and I'm locked in. Um, so as long as Kenneth doesn't get, <laughs> Kenneth doesn't get hit with ovarian cancer. Hopefully he'll be in. He, unlike, unlike us, Kenneth has a daughter. So he actually has a kid he has to like buy shit for. And me and Jay don't cause we that's don't, true. We, we have, we have, I mean, Kenneth has cats too, but that's all we have is cats. No one loves us. So. With that being said, we are getting the fuck out of here. Please enjoy some Lamb of God, uh, handpicked for you by Kenneth, the Silent Hill biker himself. And we will catch you next time. Please like, subscribe on all kind of things. Leave us a review on iTunes, and we got we're gonna do a giveaway soon. I don't know. I might figure it out by the Christmas episode. And we'll uh, I have some. I have some doubles of movies that we can throw into a box. Yeah. Uh, including Don't Breathe on Blu-ray because I bought it twice like a fucking idiot. Hey, it happens, man. It, it fucking happens. Um, and with that being said, I, I think we're done. I think we're golden. I think we're out of here. There was one other thing I wanted to say, and now I don't remember where it is, so fuck me, right? Who gives a shit? Shout out to everyone on Horophilia for putting out some of the best damn podcast out here. We are all super glad to be a part of it. Let's keep going in 2018 with January. We're going to have a showdown. Kenneth has told many people, he has said it on the show, he fucking hates Frozen. The movie Frozen by Adam Green, not the Disney. Yeah. 
It's a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, Jay hates it also. I've never seen it. And then JP of 22 Shots is going to come in to defend it. We'll see where I land. Don, have you seen Adam Green's Frozen? I saw it once. I only remember a few bits and pieces of it. Do you remember I, if you sorry. liked it or not? I thought I came in right around like a six, I think. That's us- that's for some reason that's sticking out at me as like the rating I gave it. Okay. Well, we're doing that. We're we're doing that. We'll be doing um at some point early in two thousand eighteen, Jay is going to do another universal horror movie. Hopefully Yeah. Some shit Wolfman. To say this time. I want to watch Wolfman. Wolfman. Nice. Wolfman. There it is, nice. Wolfman. And is, uh, Don, do you know the story of this and me not liking these movies? <laughs> I've heard about it, but it, okay. Yeah, yeah I've heard about it, that. but I can't remember it offhand. Yeah. Uh, Jay had basically never watched any of them, and he doesn't really have much of an urge to watch anything that was made before the '80s when it comes to horror. And it gets even oh, worse. That's right, yeah. You go back. Yeah, the black and white thing. That's right. Yeah. So no, it has nothing I... to do with black and white. I don't mind black and white. I just don't have. I just there's nothing there that draws me into them. Yeah, because he doesn't understand good movie making. So oh, me word. and Kenneth put our money together and bought him a Universal Monsters and box it's an set. awesome fucking set too. It really is. So we got him that. We're gonna do that. And also in the new year, I get to go through my own cinematic trauma. We will be tackling Cannibal from 2006. Oh, yeah. I, I just got the DVD I <laughs> in. I will be ripping it, and we will be doing it, and I'm not excited about this. I really fucking hate it. I do not want to watch this movie again at all. Um, You're fucking amazing, so Amazing movie. <laughs> amazing movie, but I do not want to fucking watch it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to take notes. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and you, knowing you, you're going to have to watch it two or three times. Oh. Uh, because I usually do. I just watch, like, just get it all done in one go, man. You're gonna you can do this one I go. I honestly only watch this movie once. I don't think I'll I'll sit through it twice. It. I don't think I will. Um, so that'll be coming up. Uh, because Kenneth's making me do it. And I'm not Yay. excited about it. So, <laughs> all right, we're 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 fucking out of here. Yeah, Next we're just rambling. Will be the sitcom episode. Uh, so Merry fucking Christmas. Thank you for joining us, Don. This was supposed to be our part two of our two year anniversary. Didn't really work out that way because of me, but super glad you were on here. And like he said, he's at the horror mafia podcast. Go check them out. They do this thing where they talk about news, but they, uh, they use Italian foods to do it. What? Um, yeah, they do. They go. And other news gelato was delicious. Yeah, where they're like, oh, yeah, let me get a piece of this gelato. Then they eat a piece of the gelato, and they're like, oh, yeah, bada-bing, bada-boom, fucking uh, Wes Craven died, and fucking he's uh, dead fuck? now. So we're going to fucking uh, uh, we're gonna fucking take back those cement shoes. He's no longer sleeping with the fishies. We gave him a proper burial. Don't talk shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, so they do that, and they also do Tanya's Torture, which is actually probably my favorite thing because Don picks – shit for her to watch that like it's shit i've seen like kingdom of the spiders and fucking um uh what did you made her watch blackula and and you made her watch night of the leapus night of the fucking leapus i was like oh my god don are you fucking kidding it's hilarious shout out to tanya she that 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 segment's fucking excellent y'all were 
That was such a good idea. You've seen the Night Train to Terror one, right? Night Train to Terror. No, because I'm like fucking three episodes behind on y'all because y'all dropped like three episodes in a fucking week. (laughs) Yeah. Dicks. And then, because on top of that, because I'm all in an Italian horror month, so I've got four hour, I've got four four hour episodes with fucking twenty two shots, and then exploding heads is like, hey guys, hold your beer. He's a fucking seven and a half hour top fifty slashers, which is really good, guys. You should listen to that. I'm I'm in the, I think I'm in, I'm about to be into the top ten. I think I had to stop today at top eleven, and then when I finish that, I've got to go back and try to knock out these horror mafia ones. Um, yeah, stop releasing three fucking episodes in a week, Don. Well, we'll see about that. We're going to record, uh, two more this month. God damn it. And, uh... No, I was going to record as many, just don't fucking no more three. Like, y'all, like, put out two episodes in one week. Yeah, well, that was only because we ended up doing, um... We ended up having one as a special request. They, they We had to get it out early, so... Yeah. Speaking of which... I'll be on an upcoming episode of Horror Mafia. Exactly. I, um, was... Now that my computer's back up and running, I've got to get the films that they want me to watch, and then i got to rip a copy of the film I want them to watch. So what movies are you making me watch, Don? Uh, yeah, the Tanya's Torture one is going to be Ice Cream Man with Clint Howard. Okay, never and then, seen it. Okay, and then the other movie is going to be Jack Frost. I have oh, seen I it. Oh, I fucking love Jack Frost. Yeah, mm. and then the movie I'm bringing to the table, because they said I get to bring one, I'm bringing a Hammer Horror. I want to watch Jack Frost. The Abominable Snowman of the Himalayas, featuring Peter... Oh, I just burnt Peter Cushing. <laughs> you almost died. I almost <laughs> fucking died really bad. Um, I bought a fucking bootleg of it, so I'm going to rip this bootleg and send it to them, and they're going to send me those movies, and we're going to watch them, and I'm super excited. Um... So check me out in December. I'll be on the Horror Mafia or some point. It is December, right? That's what right. we're doing? Okay. So we'll be doing that. Okay. We're done. We're fucking done fucking chit-chatting. We're fucking out uh, for Kill the Cast and for the Horror Mafia. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time right here on the Horrorphilia Network. Later, guys.